When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. You're listening to Orange and Blue Blood. Hosted by EJ Stewart and Tommy Beer. Let's get to it, New York. I totally agree with that. And now ESPN uh, put forth their win projections for the East Conference and it places the Knicks a tick below where they finished last season. So uh, the, the Knicks are projected to finish to win 46 games this season, which is, uh, you know, I think one game less than he had last season. Uh, ESPN did this, uh, you know, by surveying 15 of its experts. So 46 wins would be good for six in the Eastern Conference. The teams ahead of the Knicks they have are the Celtics at 55 wins, the Bucks at 54 wins, Cavs at 50, Sixers at 47, and Heat also at 46. I don't know how they deciphered a tiebreaker between the Knicks and Heat for the fifth spot, but the <laughs> Heat were listed fifth. Um, and the Heat uh, ESPN, got worse. Uh, yeah, and there, I mean, we'll see. Again, I don't know if they're counting for Dame Lillard, but I don't, I don't think you can if you're doing that is like fair. this, because I don't know if they're kind of hardening with the Sixers thing, so it, that is is interesting how they how they figure this thing out. Um, then the Hawks, Nets, Pacers, and Magic rounded out the rest of the playing group of the 10 top 10, top 10 teams in the East. Um, win total for you on 46. Too high, too low, just right. What do you think? Um, I want to get hung up on the sixth place thing. I think it's mm. I, if I'm betting, I would probably bet the over on this, but I don't. I do think it's a fair number. Um, the only I thing I'll so. say, I'll say this is it is a game better. What is a game better or worse than last year? I forgot. I believe. Uh, let me let me double check. I thought it was a game worse, but let me just double check. And they that. started very slow last year, and I do not expect this team to start slow. We're gonna get an RJ and Jalen and Josh. Yeah, it's, it's one game worse. Yeah, they won okay. 47 last year. So if you want to get hung up on that, they started very slow last year. And when they when they tightened up the rotations, they took off. So I do think we're going to see an informed Jalen Brunson, an informed RJ, because they're playing in the in the World Cup, and they're not going to yeah. need that warm-up phase. They're also still a very young team, so for them to come out hot, it would not be shocking to me. I think it's a fair win total. I get hung up on the um, – more the heat and Cavs being ahead of them. Mm-hmm. And, like, I can make an argument that the Sixers are going to get dramatically worse because we don't know what the residual effects of Harden, um, whether they trade him or what's going to happen and what that means for Embiid and that roster. So I, I think it's tough. I do think that we do not get the respect um, from media members. So I tell another story for another day. Yeah, for sure. I It's funny. I, I've been kind of dipping my toe in the 50 win water for much of this offseason. And, you know, we have plenty of time before we get to official predictions. But um, I think the 46 is fair. Like, in a lot of the over-unders I've seen for the Knicks, I've sat them kind of somewhere around 44, 45, 46 wins. I think that that's a, a fair number. I agree I would go over because of a lot of things you mentioned. I think that, 
you know, RJ Barrett normally starts game starts seasons terribly. He, he's like every almost every season he's played with the Knicks. The first month or two of the season, he doesn't play well at all. And this season was no different. This past season, now he's playing in the World Cup. He's playing really well for Canada in these exhibition games. I would expect that he's going to play a lot better to start the season. Uh, again, Jalen Brunson, as you mentioned, he'll be more familiar. And overall, the Knicks have a lot of continuity. Like a lot of these teams, or at least some of them, are working in either big pieces or they have some kind of chemistry issue they're trying to figure out. So uh, the Celtics are working in uh, KP. Um, the Cavs brought in a bunch of role players, the Max Strews guys who are going to be now in their rotation. Um, the Sixers, as you mentioned, has this hardened whatever the thing's going to be, whether it's him showing up and just like blowing everything up in training camp. Or it's him, uh, you know, getting traded. Now they got to work in uh, new pieces from the trade. And a trade that I don't think will net them back a player as good as James Harden. The Heat exactly. could be uh, ushering in a Dame Lillard situation. Who knows how many guys they lose in that kind of trade. So uh, the Knicks, I think, will start the season really strong. I Like, I know their schedule is tough to kind of start. But if they kind of weather that early storm, I think the Knicks by New Year's Day could be a top three team in the East. Now, can they stay the course over the course of the 82 games? I think will be a question mark that we'll have to see, but I think the Knicks will have continuity on their side more so than a lot of these other teams that they're, they're listed with. Also a team like the Bucks is you got other teams that are older too. Like the Bucks are a very old team. They might be the old team in the NBA. So I'm not exactly sold that the Bucks are going to have this great regular season, especially because they saw last season that winning all those games in regular season didn't really mean much for them in the playoffs because they got bounced in the first round. So, um, who knows where they finish in terms of playoffs, but like I think there's been a little bit of an underrating of how well Knicks could do in the regular season this year. Yeah, and I think that the Heat, you could say the Heat are going to go farther than the Knicks, and that might not be wrong because, again, they were terrible up until the second play-in game. Yeah. And they, they turned it on. Yeah, they were they were terrible until up until the fourth quarter of the second yes. play game. But, like, I, I still contend that if Billy Donovan didn't take out Kobe White and put in Pat Beverly in the last four minutes, that they would not have made the playoffs. Yeah. <laughs> I, I still and, contend that. People who watched that game, Kobe White was on fire, and he was about to send Miami home. And then Billy Donovan inexplicably decided, I need to Pat Beverly out there to guard Gene Butler. How is that going to work? He's 6-1. It exactly. didn't work out well. So, and he's so such an overrated defender. Right. And, and my, my thing is, too, with the Heat, like in this, the, the concept of like looking at them versus the Knicks, they lost Max Struess and they lost Gabe Vincent. You could talk about Jimmy Butler all you want from game two of the semifinals on those guys carried them to the finals. You know, Gabe us. Vincent got hurt against the Celtics and until he came back, it looked like the Heat were going to blow that series. And this is not a knock on Jimmy Butler, but to think that Jimmy Butler and Bam without two of their key pieces are enough. Now, again, we don't know if the Lillard thing's going to happen before the season, if it's going to happen in the middle of the season. season right. That changes everything. And also how healthy is Lillard? How healthy is Jimmy Butler going to be another year on those legs? Um, what bam are you going to get? Uh, I do think that if you're think, talking about ceiling, they probably have a higher ceiling than the Knicks. Yeah. And then with the Cavs, I think they did a really good job this offseason. But how much is what happened in the playoffs going to re- like weigh on them? And – it, it, what is there going to be growth for them? And then the Sixers, you don't know what you're getting. If they keep Harden, they might be one of the better teams in the Eastern Conference with a right. ch- chance to contend, but it doesn't look like that's going to happen. And it doesn't like Harden who wants to play ball. Like, it, like to me, like so At much all. of what, yeah, well, so much of what made Philly great last season was uh, Harden was really invested in Joel Embiid's MVP case. Like he was 
you know, kept saying to the high hills that Joel Embiid won MVP. Like when he was announced that he won the award, Harden was all up in the all up in the videos. Like you know, like like Puffy as a uh, Shug Knight would say. You know, like it was like like he he really was invested in that season, and I think he thought all the good deeds he would do would lead to a big contract, and then it didn't. So now he's going crazy. So like we've seen, like we're in New York, so we've actually seen up close like what a James Harden that's unhappy that's disengaged uh, looks like and what that can do to a team. The Nets lost like 10 games in a row with him when he didn't care. Yeah. Like he, like they, they could not win a game with James Harden and Kyrie Irving for half the time during that time period because of how much he was so fed up with the Nets and how badly he wanted to be traded. So I don't, I can't, even if they bring him back and he plays, I, I still don't, don't I still know. think that they're going to, they could take a major step down because he's, no, he's been shown to be a guy that if he's not invested, he's not going to give his all. And and are we getting fat suit James Harden? I also right. think, I also think that if the Sixers make like if they were to be able to get the Clippers to give up a Terrence Mann and a Powell, they might still be a scary team with a healthy Embiid. Because right. I think I think Tyreek Maxey is one of the up and coming players in the league that doesn't get enough credit. He's um, good. When we talk about trade packages, if the Sixers were in on. Uh, Lillard, I think Tyrese Maxey is a far greater piece than a Tyler Hero. Um, mm-hmm. but and I think he's every bit as good as a piece as RJ Barrett. Um, but that's a whole other story. I think that right. if they got the right pieces, they could be a very good team because we saw when Embiid and Harden were out that Maxey they played really well with just Maxey and Tobias Harris out there. They did, yeah. It's Philly, Philly in this Eastern Conference is the team that I think is probably most has the most kind of. It, like unpredictability. Yeah. I feel like a lot of these teams, I feel like I'd be pretty set in saying that they'll be close to where they are in these standings. Mm-hmm. Philly is like, if somehow they were the number one seed, I'd be like, well, I mean, they had the reigning MVP. Like, that would shock me. But if you told me they were outside of this top six, I'd be like, no, that doesn't shock me. And B gets hurt a lot. Um, there's a lot of turmoil. And they have a brand new coach. That's another thing. A lot of these teams are ushering new coaches. Bucks are ushering a new coach uh, as well. So, like, I think the East is set up well for the Knicks to do a lot better than people expect. Um, is there any team of those four teams that were in that playing group uh, that was the Hawks, Nets, Pacers, Magic? Any one of those teams would concern you as a team that maybe could usurp the Knicks in these standings? Um, I I would say the Pacers just because they're young. Mm. They have a guy that people love, and I'm not. I think Tyrese Halliburton's great. I think he's a little hollow in his stats. Right. The Hawks don't scare me. I think that Hawks team is one bad week away from imploding. The Nets are not. I, the Nets are going to be. I think if you're ranking those teams, I think the Nets are the tenth seed, and mm. the Magic are not. The Magic are uh, building it the right way, but they are not. I don't think they don't make me nervous. It's just Paolo on that team that's really looking like going to be a big – I love Franz. You know, yeah. they have – Jalen Suggs is going to come off the bench as like a backup to the backup maybe. So they are yeah. a little deeper. But I'd say the Pacers. I think the Pacers showed a lot of growth in the second half last year. And, you know, they get it They get it to Halliburton. I don't think Obi Toppin's going to be a game changer, but he fits Halliburton very nicely. Um, I would say them just because of what they did last year in building a nice little young core – and, you know, Halliburton's – we've seen guys go to the Olympics and go to this, the FIBA World Cup and gain some great, ex, like, experience from being around other yeah. vets and talking to guys. So I think Halliburton is going to take another step. And I also think that he's still motivated by Wally's comments that seem oh, yeah. 
you know, he he kept that. It clearly bothered him, which, yeah, I, I can't even blame him for it. Right. So I think that that's also another motivation. So I think that they also tend to be a little bit more, if you're looking at those three teams, the more stable of the franchises. Like, they've been there before. They know that's how true. to build the roster. It's like the third time in my lifetime they've rebuilt the roster um, and done it in a good way. So I, they scare me the most. They don't – I'm not going to say that any of these teams actually scare me, but if there was one I was going to pick, it would be the Pacers. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Yeah, I agree. I don't think any of these teams would usurp the Knicks in the standings. If I had to pick one, as much as it pains me, I'd probably say the Hawks. And the only reason why I mention the Hawks is because of Quinn Snyder. Because I love Quinn yeah. Snyder. I think that I think that he is one of the best coaches in the NBA. I think he got kind of too much, I guess, I, it's not like people care about Utah, but, like, I think he kind of got a lot of heat for, like, how Utah, like, with number one seed, didn't get to a conference finals. But, like, I mean, that was a team that, like, when Gordon Hayward left, people thought Utah was just going to go into the tank. Like, they thought it was going to go into the – they were going to be a complete nothing. And he had the foresight to see a rookie Donovan Mitchell say, I'm just going to build my team that was built around Gordon Hayward around this 21-year-old rookie. And a lot of people would not have done that who was the guy who was not like even like a top 10 pick and look at what they built in Utah. He runs one of the best offensive systems. His yeah. teams uh, always play together. Uh, I, I, and to me, if they don't succeed, I think it's going to be because of Trey Young. It's going to be because Trey Young is too stubborn. He not also plays his own way. He's not buying it. I won't think, I don't, I, w- I will not blame the coach unless there's obvious reasons too, but I, I think it's going to be his fault, his fault alone. Basically, if Trey Young buys in and if Dante Murray buys in, they got rid of a guy who may have been a, a locker room cancer in John Collins. Like there was this. How much of that was, was Trey like, Young? It was like, right. And how much it was maybe Trey Young's fault. But like, it was like this four or five year song and dance of whether or not they're going to trade John Collins. I can't believe how long it took. Ironically, he got traded to the Utah Jazz. But like maybe getting him out of there, getting a guy uh, in Johnson, who I, I actually loved coming out of the draft out of Duke. And I think may be a bigger, higher ceiling guy. And John Collins, maybe they figure things out. And if the Knicks end up being like if the Knicks end up being around 46 to 44 wins, could the Hawks get back up to that 46, 44 range? That's I think their best case scenario. So that's why I would I would lean Hawks if I had to say one team. I don't think any of these teams do, but that'd be a team I'd pick. I, I can't it, it's I I'm I'm kind of like the I, I like what they did. I just think that what happened last year is still there. And I like yeah. you said, it's probably because of Trey Young. And he's an amazing player. I mean, we watched what he did in the playoffs. He's rode that for two years now. Like, <laughs> I know. Yeah, like, trust me, we, we we haven't forgotten. He won't let us forget. Yeah, and then just to throw it out there, when Mitch Roberts is healthy, the Hawks don't do anything against the Knicks. They don't win. They that. never they, they never beat the Knicks. <laughs> Clint Capella would not have been owning the boards against an old Taj Gibson the whole series. But yeah. that's in the past. It's a long time ago. It's a new era. But, no, I, I love the Quinn Schneider hire. I just don't know how much – if Trey is not bought in, like, that could be a half a season and that team could crumble. I do love Deontay Murray. I think he's their best player. Um, Trey Young, one of the best scorers in the league. He's very limited elsewhere, elsewhere though. So yeah. I really liked, I liked the Murray move last year, but that was also what John Collins and him could do together. And now that he's gone, 
And I didn't think that, I thought they had to trade him because you're not right. going to get rid of Trey at this point, especially after what he did two years ago. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see where they end up shaking out in this conference that shuffles some of the deck of these players that uh, will continue to shuffle. Again, if Dan Willard enters the conference, maybe hard to leave the conference, it'll be interesting to follow.